Today's message comes from Joy Kihano, who leads our youth here at Trinity in Palmerston North. She provides some great insights into a story about Jesus and two sisters who saw life quite differently to each other. It's an intriguing story and one that can be really helpful for us in our journey. Good morning, church. I promise I won't talk as long as my dad does. Um, <laughs> hey, there we go. It's not a joke, it's the truth. <laughs> Um, yeah, so my message today, um, it kind of fits in with Irene's message from last week um, about seasons coming and going and being prepared and what we should be doing while we're waiting for Jesus to come back down to earth. So with that said, um, let's open our Bibles and look to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Oh, baby. <laughs> Okay, so I'll just start reading. So this is at the home of Martha and Mary. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Um, so some of you may have heard this story before, um, but before we get into it, I just want to ask, does anyone know what love languages are and what love language they have? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, so if you don't know what love languages are, there's five of them. So there's physical touch, which means you like giving hugs, pats on the backs. So that's how you feel and you receive love. And then you've also got words of affirmation, um, which means you like being told you did a good job, like well done. Um, and then there's also quality time, um, which is you like spending time with people and that's how you share and that's how you receive love. And then you've also got gift giving, which you give gifts and you receive gifts. And then lastly, you've got acts of service, which means that you feel love when someone does something for you and you show your affection or you give love when you're doing something for someone. If you resonate with acts of service as your love language, you probably resonate with Martha and you have probably had had this Martha moment. Um, because I'll be honest, when I first heard this story or read of this story way back when, I was like, man, I relate so much to Martha. Like, I am a Martha, which is fine, because as we read, Martha seems like a hospitality queen. Like, she's just, in, like, welcomed her house to Jesus and his disciples, and it doesn't seem like there was much preparation for it, because, you know, she was stressed. And... So she welcomed them and preparing food for them. So she's preparing for like 15 plus people and that's a lot of food to prepare. And she's probably organizing where they're gonna sleep. Are they comfortable? Do they have everything? So this woman is busy. She's a boss, boss woman. And she had things to do. And then her sister, Mary, is just sitting there, not helping her. So it was like, um, Lord, Tell her to help me. And this image kind of reminds me of a time when 
I was still studying in Wellington and I was flatting with my older sister. And we organized a little dinner party sort of thing. We only had like two or three friends over, not 13. Um, and so it wasn't that much work, but I like cooking. I like baking. The kitchen is sort of my happy place. And a lot of you guys know that. And well, my older sister doesn't really like cooking, doesn't really bake. She's not really a kitchen person, you'd say. Um, but that was back then. She's a lot better now. But she has always been a good helper. So I'll give her that. So during the night, I was busy cooking, I was baking, and had things organized, had timers for certain things, because I wanted things to go well. And then our friends arrived. And so I was dealing with that, and I was, you know, I was in charge of that. And my older sister was in charge of talking to the guests, entertaining the guests, and doing whatever that is, and which is fine. And I really, this is where I don't relate with Martha so much, because I felt joy in what I was doing, and I wasn't complaining that I was doing the kitchen stuff and she was doing the entertaining because I had a lot more confidence with my kitchen stuff. I had a lot more confidence in my cooking skills than my entertainment skills. So I was like, this is, this is fine. But still, at the end of the night, I felt like something was lacking because I, I didn't really connect with my friends as much as I wanted to. Um, so throughout the night, I had to pause conversations because a timer was going off or I had to like not finish a whole video that we were watching because I had to make sure that something wasn't burning or I'd come into a conversation mid-conversation and I'm like well, what are we talking about so it kind of felt like I wasn't connecting with them and I wasn't focusing with them even though I had invited them in my home in my lounge because I was always doing something, I was busy. And so I actually titled this message, Who's in Your Lounge? Because Martha opened her home for Jesus and the disciples, but was distracted by all the preparations that she had to do. And as I said, she's a busy woman, which, fair call. You know, she had Jesus in her home, and that's an honor in itself. And so she probably wanted everything to go as best as it could be, like perfect. Like if you had Jesus in your lounge, you're gonna be like, okay, gotta make sure Jesus has his food in time, make sure that he's gonna be warm tonight, like all of these things. Like when I have guests in my house, I like clean my house. Well, I, like I clean my house, but a flat, I should say flat, because house, it's a home. I, I live with William and Army, just by the way. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, you want, when you have guests, you want things to be good. You want things to be, to seem good and things to just go well. And this is probably how Martha is feeling. And in the midst of all the busyness, all the worries that she had about the night going, she, pro she forgot about the important person in her, in her room, in her lounge, which was Jesus, and to connect with Jesus and pay attention to Jesus and to listen to what Jesus had to say. And I think that this happens to us a lot too, like life gets busy. You know, we have work, um, we spend time with our family and our friends. You parents have your children, which is a 24 seven job. Thank the Lord I don't have that. Um, 
And then the students are busy, they're studying, they've got exams, they've got assignments that they have to do, and any other extracurricular activities that you guys would like to do, like my dad goes to golf, um, RV goes dancing, I bake. <laughs> but yeah, like things happen, and at the mo and in those times, sometimes we try and just fit our Jesus time somewhere in our timetable, in a time that it's convenient for us. Like example, Sundays. That's my Jesus day. Yeah, I don't do anything on Sunday because it's my Jesus day. Oh, and I've got Bible studies on Tuesdays. So those are my Jesus day. But the thing is, Jesus shouldn't just fit in as a convenience for us. He's not a convenience thing. He's our priority. He should be number one, right? And in whatever we do, Jesus is the heart of it all. And why is that? Because then in whatever that we do, in serving in the smallest of ways, like packing up, stacking up chairs, um, it doesn't then feel like a chore. It doesn't then feel like a distraction. We're not then worried about things working out. Because let's look at Martha again in verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, also, I love how Martha talks to Jesus here. Because she's not asking, right? She's telling him. She goes, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. She's not like, Lord, can, can you just, you know, get Mary to come and help me? She's not asking. She's saying, Lord, tell her to help me. And I guess that speaks with her relationship with Jesus, too. Like, she's comfortable enough to do that. Are we comfortable enough to speak to our Lord in that sense, too? That there's no fear of consequences? There's no fear of persecution? Because that's the type of relationship that Jesus wants us to have with him. That intimacy. Yeah? Like, I tell my dad to do stuff. I ask him. <laughs> but most of the times, I tell him. Because I'm the boss. <laughs> so that's what happens here, right? And the main feeling that I really get from Mary is that she's stressed. The girl is stressed. She's anxious, and there is chaos in this household for her, obviously, because she's doing a lot. And she's doing everything herself. She says it. She's doing, she's left me to do work by myself. Like, there's chaos here. Like, the way that she's talking to Jesus, just telling Jesus and not really asking, that's how stressed she was. Once again, she's feeling anxious about how things are going. She's feeling probably real behind about the work that she had to do. She's got to feed like 15 people, including herself and Mary. She's got no help. So it's understandable. And all she really wanted was help from her sister. Like, we don't know what happened. We don't know if she asked her earlier and Mary just ignored her. Like, we don't know that. Could have but we don't know. She's so anxious and she's so frazzled that she's forgetting that the most important part is that Jesus is in her lounge, right? Jesus, like, and I love also the way that Jesus, like, replies to Mary or responds to Mary in verse 41 because he totally calls her out, too, about her being frazzled. In 41, he says, and he says it, like, because... The way that Martha is talking, there's a little bit of a tone of how she's saying it, like, tell her to help me. 
there's a tone. And sometimes when we get spoken like that in a tone, our, we get defensive and be like, don't tell me what to do. Like Arvi does that to me. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Well, sometimes he's actually very obedient. Love you. <laughs> um, yeah, but Jesus here is very calm. Like he's, he's just like, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And what is it that Mary has chosen? Mary has chosen to sit by Jesus' feet and listen to him, pay attention to him, get instruction from him. Because the most important thing is the person in our lounge. When we have guests over, we don't neglect them right? We don't just be like, oh, yeah, I got to do chores. We, we go to them. We connect with them. We speak with them. We build a relationship with them. And that's really important. Where am I? Yes. What's important is spending time with Jesus, connecting with Jesus. We're building an intimate relationship with Jesus to listen to Jesus so that we can find out what he wants from us. But then how can we be obedient to Jesus if we don't listen to him? Right? Which, you know, it's not really a comparison between Mary and Martha. Like, let's not pit women against women. This is 2021. We're not about that life. And there's nothing really wrong with what Martha was doing or wants to do. Like, she wants to serve Jesus the best way that she can. Because, like I said, Martha opened her home to Jesus, opened her home to, uh, for Jesus to be in her lounge. Just as we Christians welcome Jesus into our hearts to be our Lord and our Savior, which is the key to our salvation. You know, we've heard this a lot too, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For it is by his grace that we are saved through our faith and not by our works so that no one may boast. So what's the important thing about serving is that the intentionality behind our serving, remembering who are we serving, yeah? And we're called to serve people. So Jesus isn't diminishing what Martha is doing in serving him. Like she's not, he's not saying, Martha, you're getting too worried. Don't do anything, sit down. Like he didn't say that. Okay, he's actually called us to help and serve people. If we go to 1 Peter chapter 4, let me find it in my Bible. So Jesus has called us to serve people. And it says in 1 Peter verse 4, 9 to 11, it says, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So if God is the drive for our serving, it should bring us strength, right? Because we have God's strength 
when we serve and he is our heart and he is our drive. So really, we shouldn't be anxious about it, which is a really funny story because, you know, anxious person right here. And Pastor Allen last Sunday, which I was on a high, so everything was all good. And then Pastor Allen and Sunday's like, you know, we got to get you up there to talk. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And then a few minutes later, he says, um, so what, when do you want to do it? Like, um, you know, some people have different ways that you know, want preparations for. And I said, oh, actually, I have like a message that sort of fits in with Irene's message about seasons and doing what we should be doing um, or like what we should be doing while we wait for Jesus. So I could probably do it next week. And then Pastor Alan's like, oh, okay. Oh, how, how long are you thinking? I'm like, oh, maybe like 30 minutes. And he goes, oh, Okay, so it's like a full, a full-on thing, and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can do that. So it was okay because I was on a high, right? God was doing really good things in myself that day because first service back and just being able to fellowship and to sing together too. So it was good. It was okay. Lived my life throughout the week, and then I kid you not, I woke up on Wednesday and I looked up the ceiling. I'm like, why? Why, why did you say that, Joy? He didn't even say, speak next Sunday. He just said, we should get you up there to talk. Um, why? And then I literally was like, so close to messaging Pastor Allen and be like, Pastor Allen, I take it back. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't want to do this. Um, ask me to do anything else. I don't want to speak in front of the people, which, hi, guys, thanks. <laughs> and then I was like, so, like, this message, which has been in my, in my heart, like, growing in my heart for throughout the year already. So, one of the things I remembered as that moment when I was real anxious about it, I was like, Joy, what are you doing this? Like, why, what's the intentionality behind you speaking at church? And I was like, oh, yeah, what is it? Well, I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it to glorify God. And then I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So whenever I feel anxious, I, I always look at the intentionality about my actions. And intentionality is something that I talk a lot about with the youth. They're probably real sick of that word. But yeah, it's important because it's, it's our drive, right? And like, as I said, Jesus isn't diminishing Martha's serving. She's encouraging Martha that what Mary is doing is also important. His word gives us life, comfort, instruction, and peace. So when I feel anxious, just as like Martha probably felt anxious, I, I always go back to like two verses. Um, the first one is the Kihano family verse, which is Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, which is we all probably have heard at one point, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And in the second is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving present, present your request to God. With thanksgiving, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So, like, maybe if Martha, like, asked Jesus real nicely, 
because it says, with thanksgiving. He probably would have been like, oh yeah, Mary, go help your sister. But like I said, her anxiousness made her forget what was going on. She just focused on herself and the anxiousness in that. And it's not a Martha versus Mary story, like should I be more like Martha? Should I be more like Mary? It's not that. Martha and Mary, I feel, I think, represents two different seasons in our lives. Martha is a season where we are serving, working hard for God. Um, we bringing glory to God in all that we do. And we get busy. Because it's important to serve. It's important to live the life like that. Because in Ephesians, it's, it gives us instruction on holy living. Urges us to live a life worthy of the calling that we've received. And how do we know what this calling is, though? By having a merry season where we sit, we take a break, and we listen to the Lord. Because his word gives us life. And how do we sit and listen to the Lord? Because it's not like we can invite Jesus physically in our lounge. That would be great, but we can't. Like, we're not just sitting like Mary and be like, Jesus, tell me what you want to say. Or like listening to him tell stories. A ways for us to sit and listen is to read our Bible, pray, talk to our peers, especially talk to those who have the Christian journey that is more, probably a little bit more mature than you. You know, take the wisdom that they can give you. I think that's really important. We meditate on his word so that we know we will, where we'll be going next being obedient to what God calls us to do. And then we go back to our merry season. Yeah? It's like a balancing act. Martha is serving and working, while a merry season is the season where you're getting fed. So we have to be fed by the word of God. We have to be fed by God for us to be able to do Martha serving, for us to be able to go into the world and serve God, uh, serve people in God's name, serve people with God in our hearts, with his love in our hearts. And which season are you in? And most importantly, are you paying attention to who's in your lounge? Are you connecting with Jesus? Are you connecting with your fellow friends, your peers, people who are younger than you, people who are older than you? Are you making that fellowship with them? Right? Who's in your lounge? What's a priority in your heart right now? Is it Jesus? Is it work? Is it your kids? Like all our priorities, yeah, they're priorities for a reason. But our number one should be Jesus because then everything else will follow. So again, which season are you in? And most importantly, are you paying attention to the person in your lounge?